And good afternoon, everybody. It's Maria Daniels and Angela Buckley joining you for Business Acceleration Playbook, where we're bringing you the plays that you need to win in your business. And today, we were just going to do a little bit of a panel discussion, and Chanel and Ray maybe joining us in a little bit. I think they got tied up. Um, but we were going to do a panel discussion just on the aspect of personal branding. And actually, Stacey um, Price from... Um, well, she's been on a couple of the of my shows, and then also she has her own show called Waste Off uh, Podcast, and a new one called Price on Purpose. But um, she's the one that came up with that idea of going ahead and doing a personal branding panel discussion. Which I mean, I love that discussion point. So I was completely fine with it. I was like, okay, well, I can talk about that all day long. <laughs> this <laughs> so is where Angela gets to interview Maria. So yeah, I'm I'm good with that. So I think that'll be fun. And um, if Chanel and Ray is able to pop in, great, they can join the conversations. And if not, we'll just we'll just chat because you know I think the cool thing about a show like this is just the ability to kind of dive into the different things that we all um, have as our own superpowers, as well as being able to talk with other people just in you know the entrepreneurship, small business, and even you know mid to large size business arena on the differences and the similarities on running businesses can really be. So I really, I'm, I'm looking forward to the discussion and um, Angela, go ahead and I guess, go ahead and let everybody know a little bit about you that may not know about you. <laughs> um, sure. Angela Buckley. Um, my website is creatively efficient and you can find a lot of my leadership blogs and thoughts at um, strength in nature. And I frequently participate in other people's podcasts because I don't yeah. have my own. I'm but you're bit, going to make it, right? <laughs> I, I am. It's it's in the thought process. Um, okay. I just simmering. I'm it's afraid. Simmering. I'm afraid to bite off more than I can chew. I'm I a little that. bit a little bit busy at the moment, so I really want to be prepared and do it right. Like very very be very committed to it when I'm ready and. I think my time's just a little bit stretched at the moment. No, no, I understand that. So. I, and Ray's in the back room. We'll get down. Hi, Coach Ray. How are you? Hello, ladies. Hello. How are you? Doing good. We were actually just getting started. Um, I awesome. was sharing with our viewers and our listeners. There's Chanel. Everybody's popping at the same time now. So I was just sharing with everybody that we're going to be talking about personal branding. And um, so that we had just really started. So you're you're just on time. Awesome. So. So we'll just finish up really quickly, like my list of things that I do, and then we'll go on because yep, the yep. list, right? Why yep. I don't run my own podcast at the moment. Um, I'm a doctoral student in organizational leadership. I'm a mom. I should be a mom before the doctoral leadership thing. Sometimes <laughs> the kid takes a little bit of a back seat, unfortunately. Uh, you can see from my shirt that I'm um, on Team USA for Aquabike. So it's an age group, amateur level, but still a little bit, little bit of work goes into being prepared for those types of endurance ath um, athletic adventures. And I work full time in addition to my little side hustle. Oh, and I play a very random instrument called <laughs> the Alphorn. So um, the, those the are what? like the Alphorn. Oh, right. You don't know? What is an Alp? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I just know it from the commercials. <laughs> yes. Um, now you're going to have to go Google Ray, but yeah. I do have, I, so. I have, 
two Facebook pages dedicated to it, the Ohio Elphorn Band and also Elphorn Grootsy. You will see my pictures on the Swiss Embassy website in the United States, um, all different types of Oktoberfests. It is that very long, it's 12 foot, eight inches um, straight horn, typically made out of spruce and most famously recognized on the Ricola commercial from the 1980s. Oh, I remember that commercial. Okay. Yes. I, now yeah. I know what it is. So okay. in band growing up, I studied French horn. I took horn lessons privately and one of the top horn teachers um, in our part of the country was my private teacher. And I had a choice between music and engineering and I went with engineering, but I never gave up my love of music. And at some point the French horn kind of just unfurled and turned into wood. And suddenly I play the Alphorn. So I do play the French horn still, like I'll play in some jazz. There's a jazz orchestra that I sit in once in a while or some local orchestras, but um, the Alphorn is where I'm at. Like people locally recognize me as an Alphorn player first and I perform internationally. (laughs) And I I I need to have your autograph then, Angela. I have an entire wardrobe. I have an entire wardrobe dedicated to, am I playing a Swiss festival? Am I playing a funeral? Am I playing a wedding? Am I playing an Oktoberfest? Am I lecturing at universities? Like I, 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 it doesn't make me a ton of money, but it's a lot of fun. And it sorry, guys, I need more water. <laughs> sorry, I'm dehydrating. So, so. Um, lots of joy associated with playing this instrument. Not a lot of money, but a lot of joy. When it comes to music, that's what it should be. Absolutely. It should be money too, but definitely a lot of joy. Absolutely. It covers my costs and it pays my mortgage once a year. That's it. There you go. <laughs> That's still a win. You get to do something you love. And, you know, I think that really ties into kind of just high level what we're talking about, just on your personal branding, all that stuff that you do ties into who Angela is. And, you know, there's no way to truly separate and fragment the pieces of ourselves out completely. There is always going to be a little level of everything kind of all blended up together, which is honestly what makes every person, every business, every entrepreneur unique. And that's the reason I really love this topic is because we do get to figure out like, like all the little pieces that make everybody tick. So, you know, since Angela was able to share, I also would like to have maybe Coach Ray share and then, you know, you know, Chanel, you can share just because I think that really dives down into, again, what we're talking about. Okay, let's see. Um, back years ago, um, when I stopped playing football, I started coaching football. And I coached youth, high, youth football, high school football, and college football on a Division One level. I also, in doing youth football, created a, um, a nonprofit organization. It was called um, Youth Frontiers, Inc., or a.k.a. Bronx Rebels Youth Football. And what we did through that actually was a lot of homework help. We built, a, I, I guess, a, a pod for, for teachers to help kids. And um, we brought in speakers, you know, to, to whenever we were on the field to address the kids. We had celebrities. We've had football players we've had politicians um even uh we've had um i think uh, officials from the from the mayor's office come down we really had a lot of different people and over the years when we were playing 
we would actually garner about 500 to 700 people a night when we were playing, which is unheard of in youth football. Um, and this was before the Internet. This is before Facebook. Simply because we, you know, we took the time to make it a business and advertise properly and market properly. Um, there were times where kids would get into trouble, but because they knew they were the name of the team was the Bronx Rebels. So because they, they knew they were rebels, you know, I got I used to get phone calls sometimes at two or three in the morning of kids getting into trouble because they knew who, quote unquote, Coach Ray was. Um, there were times where I would actually go to kids' homes and wake them up to get to practice. Uh, you know, I, I've gone into plenty of bedrooms, kids' bedrooms in the morning, and the mothers and fathers, and, okay, hey, Coach Ray, Coach Ray can come in and, you know, whistle blows, he gets up, and we're rolling <laughs> to practice. It, it, it's happened numerous times. But I took my love for business um, and kind of created that moniker, and so it crossed from um, sports, athletics, because you know we got so involved in the business of athletics, and there was a, a period of time where I had stopped coaching, and I was trying to figure out my next path. Um, my next path to to where I am actually came as a result of uh, an argument between an ex of mine uh, and myself, because the podcast started where she, I actually wanted to do the podcast for her. It was supposed to be her podcast, not mine. So. We put her on a couple of interviews. She did a lot of different things in New York City regarding she was a broker for um, people that are um, that are disabled. And uh, shout out to her because she does a fantastic job with that. But I felt that she could do a lot more in her reach. So, you know, I'm always strategizing and trying to do something different. So I tried to push her towards doing a podcast. And we got into an argument where she actually left the morning of the podcast when she was supposed to do the podcast. So all this money I spent on an engineer and you can imagine New York City, an engineer and a place to do it. And so I said, you know what the hell with it? I'll just wing it and I'll do it myself. And that's actually how it started. I called a friend of mine up he said, hey, listen, uh, if you've got some time, let's have a conversation for about 45 minutes. He called into the into the um, to the station and we were off and running from there. Um, and simply that. That actual podcast is actually on my Facebook page now. I decided just to put it up there. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. But you can hear and see all the mistakes that I made and everything in that very first one. But I wanted that to be there because it's a journey, you know, to, to and, and, and what you have to do. So since then, I created four signature programs um, in speaking on motivational interviewing. And uh, that's really just the, the way to evoke change through conversation, as we've talked about before. And uh, so I do I speak to customer service teams. I speak to entrepreneurs um, about motivational interviewing, the techniques used to increase business. That that's what I do. But it all started really with football. And I didn't know that I was using some of those techniques with kids that I had coached. And the great thing about it, that the whole thing tied together is when you actually wind up coaching the kids of the young men that played for you. That really touched my heart uh, that they would actually recognize, hey, you know, I was under this guy. He did well. I want my son to really be part of that program. We're actually restarting Bronx Rebels Youth Football um, just because of the realization from the pandemic that it's just needed with, with kids. So if you follow me anywhere on social media, you'll see some of those posts sometimes, you know, 
about Bronx Rebels football coming back. We it was a slogan that we used, which I forget the name of it at the moment, but um, it's all about family, you know, and what we do, and um, that's really how the brand and everything started for me. I love it. I'd say I love me these too. stories. A lot of the stuff, like some, even like with both of what you and Angela have said so far, I like knew part of it. I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know Angela played the French horn. I did know that you coached football, but I didn't know, you know, the full story behind it. And so now I'm really excited to hear Chanel's story. Oh, boy. There <laughs> um, we go. Right. I don't know. It's such a multi-layered question. Like, how did my yeah. personal branding come to be? Um I think it kind of evolved. I've said this before. My first business failed. Um, if I'm honest, it was it just wasn't really transparent. It was all business, no relationship. And I think the turning point for me is probably different for most people. So what got me interested in starting a business was um, in 2013, my, my old roommate and I were supposed to meet up and have lunch, right? And so we didn't meet up for lunch. I didn't follow up. And then that December... I found out on her birthday that she had died that weekend. And to roll, yeah, so to roll this in together a little bit further, um, I had heard about her funeral and it was like this crazy story that I won't really get into, but I heard about it and I was like, mm, she owes me lunch. And then like just completely dismissed it because I was all business, like very into my work and not at all into like, my personal relationships didn't matter to me. It was all about doing the best work. Right. And so when that happened, it just kind of turned my life on its side because I was like, oh, you know, I'm oblivious. Like life is literally happening around me. Like I should have known. Right. And so once I got past the guilt of just being an, not a participant in my life and so focused on money. And to be honest, I wasn't making enough money to be so focused on the money. Right. I just really loved what I do. And I was just like <coughs> focused and just not really living. And so. I just kind of kept trugging through life, had a business that failed. And then it just hit me that like, again, I'm this young person, I'm vibrant, I enjoy doing things, I'm very intelligent, I'm a knowledge broker. So people come to me to ask me about business and money and communications all the time, right? Like every single day, like what do people come to me about? That's what they come to me about. They wanna talk to somebody about something and they don't know what to say, they come to me. They wanna start a business and they're not sure if the business makes sense, they come to me, right? And I loved that. And I could do it all day, every day. And the best thing about it is that it allowed me to be free. I could have community. I could enjoy myself. I could set my own hours. I could see the growth, right? I had autonomy, all the things that I craved. But most importantly, it gave me time to really just have good, strong relationships. Because what I was lacking was real life relationships. Like I knew what was going on because I read the newspaper obsessively. I listened to TV <clears throat> obsessively, but I just wasn't living. And so for me, it was like, how do you blend what you love to talk about? Because I'll talk to anybody about their money. Strangers talk to me about their money. I love talking about like wealth building, personal development. And so it just came to a point where it was like, I need to do this for me, but because so many other people are just walking through life like zombies too. And they have the opportunity to just live better, right? Like I didn't start a business to get rich. I mean, of course, but it was much more about how do I become a better quality person and how do I do this in a way that I could do it every day? So I tried a bunch of different things that I didn't want to do every day. And so I was getting up, making good money, making great money. I've shared this before. My business has gone through so many iterations. Um, 
But it's because it's like, I want to get up in the morning and be happy. Like it can be this complicated. So I have redesigned my business. It was making great money. I was like, I hate this. I sit in front of clients and I'm just like 19 minutes, 16 minutes, <laughs> 14 minutes. Oh, you want to leave early? Bye. Like that is insane. Like you should not treat people that way. But that's how I was living my life. And so now I'm always like, oh, it's an hour already. Oh, you want to go over? Okay. Like I'm totally fine with investing in that. And so my personal brand over the years has been business, you know, wealth, personal development, and like self-empowerment. And it comes from years of me. First of all, I was all business all the time, right? So that was the natural part of it. But the self-development and the really understanding what you wanted to say came about me being really honest. Like people who know me know that like that was a really big turning point for me. And there have been other turning points. I can specifically go back to that time realizing that I was not a participant in my life that got me really curious about entrepreneurship. And one more thing. So I found a notebook. I saw my house earlier this year. So I found a notebook because I was so serious about this, but I just didn't know what to do about the exact business that I'm doing now. I sat down and like with a fistful of tears, literally covered in tissues and tears trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And you can actually see the tear stains in the ink. And I wrote down like what I wanted to do and what I wanted the business to be like. And I found it when we moved and I was like, wow. Like it took me seven years to get back to this point to realize this is what I want to do all the time. But literally everything that I have today is exactly what I always wanted. Can, can I say something to that? Because, you know, this morning, it's funny. You, wow, it's amazing. This morning, I, I like to do a two-minute drill on my on my Facebook page. I don't know if you guys have seen that. And I talked about failure and how you have to go through the fire. You have to go through the failure to succeed. You know, um, it, it, it's so important. You could be riding high, but at some point, at some point, something's going to get you. You don't know what it is. You won't expect it. But to be a true entrepreneur, you have to learn to come back through the failure to succeed. You have to learn to come back through that, those dark moments where it's just you and a mirror and a room and maybe a bottle of rum and say, OK, listen, you know what? I got to figure this thing out instead of blaming people. Yeah, I said a bottle of rum. Uh, instead of blaming, <laughs> instead of blaming people, you know, because it's easy to blame this one and, and blame that customer and and blame. But you know what? It's your business. It's you. Yeah. It's all about you. So I applaud you for that because you know to, to come back with so many iterations of your business and so many times because there there's some people that would just give up and say, you know what? I'm going back to work. Uh, I can't do this. I. Uh, but they don't take the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say that, but, but I did. I did go to corporate yeah. America because I was like, I was so in politics, you are basically an independent contractor for the most part, right? So even though you're an employee, for the most part, like I moved from state to state. And so I thought that with me trying to figure that out, that I should just go corporate because corporate is stability and corporate is what you're supposed to do. And um, I did exactly what you said. Like you speak in my life, like you read my journal. I'm not to watch you, Ray. Um, <laughs> I literally, like I, that's exactly what I did. Like it's, I, I went to corporate America, and I don't want to speak ill because I am on Instagram, so I don't want people to think that I'm anti corporate America. I'm not, but I want to be very clear and say you have to know who you are. 
And I think the corporate America provided me with some invaluable relationships, some invaluable lessons. Um, but if I'm honest in my entrepreneurship journey, because remember I was corporate and entrepreneurship, um, I like doing my own thing. I can create systems and, and, and programs and structure, and I don't have a problem with sales. And so all mm -hmm. the things that are components of entrepreneurship, autonomy, it makes me happy, creativity, right? Mm -hmm. But you're right, I did quit. And in the midst of quitting, I also failed. So imagine how I felt when I quit and I failed at the same time. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was quitting on myself, but you can't run a business without relationships. And so you saying that it's just a testament to, if you want it, it'll come. Like I told you, it took me seven years truly to get back exactly what I had been searching for. And I already kind of had it when I found that journal when I was moving. At first I was a little embarrassed and then I just thought it was so funny. So I was like taking pictures, showing my friends. I was like, yeah, look at me talking about me. Like, and it took me, and I, I write down dates on everything because if I ever find it, I want to know like, where was I when I was thinking this thing? And so if anybody is watching this, like, please know that I failed and quit on myself like more than once. Um, I just learned not to call them quitting points. I just have to start over until I figured it out. And now that I have it figured out, it's, you know, it's great, right? But like, don't let the pretty picture like destroy the truth, which is that there are days when it's hard. There are days when I'm like, I wanna sleep, right? My personal brand is all business, but you know, this year has been particularly difficult for me personally, but I show up, right? Because I have to, because it's necessary, but I, it's not easy, right? Like there are times when I'm just like, I would really like a 30 day nap. Like it would just be totally great if I could just sleep every day. And y'all are all like, mm-hmm. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? A little bit of sleep. Yes, I love sleep. A little mm -hmm. bit of sleep. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, a lot of bit of sleep. You know, it's, it's like it's like the duck that's on the water. The duck is very calm, you know, when you see it on the surface. But those legs are churning and you don't know exactly what's happening underneath the surface. It's like also I think of an iceberg. You think of an iceberg that's on top, but you have no idea of the structure that's underneath that iceberg so that you, you can see exactly what's up top. So a lot of people don't realize if you're an entrepreneur, yeah, you're going to face your struggles. There are there are days, you know, and, and there are times at the week because I'm not, you know, I, I, I did the corporate America thing and I came out of it. Hey, there were times and weeks that, listen, I didn't get a paycheck. You know, it, it, it happens. You, you got to go and, and find your business and find the people that actually want your business. Yeah, that's another thing people don't realize, too. People have to understand that. Listen, just because I have a business and I put my sign out there, nobody's going to show up. Mm -mm. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Why didn't any, no one told me that the first time I started a business. Like I'm on business number three. Yeah. I keep making more each time. But the first round didn't make me that much money. And no one ever told me that, right? So I have a question. Maria, the first time you and I spoke, we talked extensively about plants and flowers. Yes. Let's hear from you. What's your backstory? Tell us about your personal brand. <laughs> about plants and flowers. Well, so the reason we talked a lot about plants and flowers is because my background is, is pretty varied. And a lot of people probably know this because I do kind of blend it all together now and I didn't for a long time. But um, I have more of a background in the sustainable ag and nutraceutical and um, wellness world than I do anything. I've been in that industry for 20 years now. Um, 
which makes me feel very old, but that's the reality of it. I've been in that industry. I'm, I'm, right, I'm right with you. Don't worry about it. For 20 I years say now. still younger than me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But every time I say that, I'm like, ugh, ugh, it feels yucky. But anyway, I, yeah. So that's the reason. I My passion is in that wellness arena. I love plants. I am that nerd that'll sit and talk your ear off about the different varieties of plants. I do vermicomposting, which for people that don't know is worms. <laughs> so I love worms. I love composting. I love anything sustainable. Um, that is like my nerd world. And I can nerd out all day long on that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I got into marketing, not because I really just had this passion to market, you know, for people that don't know my story, I got into marketing because I found myself divorced with four kids and I needed to be able to make more money. It was literally that. And it was literally me looking at these options of what I could go back to school and take these classes <coughs> in to be able to make more money in and thinking, okay, well, I market myself all the time. Cause at the time I was still doing personal training I'm still a trainer. I just don't really work as a trainer anymore, but I was still doing personal training at the time. And I marketed myself all day long because I was freelance. So I worked for different gyms and I came up with all my own boot camps, all my own everything. So I was marketing myself literally all day long. And I remember looking at this certification class and thinking, I can do that. You know, I can I do that now. So I can, you know, do this for at the time I was thinking other people in the wellness world, the fitness world, help them with marketing, but it kind of transitioned from there. And I did go corporate for a while, much like Chanel, you were saying for the stability of it. Again, I had four kids, I needed the money, I needed the dollars, and I needed the insurance, and I you know, needed all those things. Um, so I did do that for a while and still kind of moonlighted in the wellness world or the fitness world for a while. And you know, kind of did that for quite a while. Um, and then I ended up getting remarried. And long story short, um, we ended up having three more kids together. But the first one together is autistic. He's he's higher functioning, but they wasn't sure at the time. So that pretty much took my cushy corporate job reality and made me have to make some hard decisions on if that was feasible part of my life anymore, because he was taking my son was taking so much of my, you know, time, um, just to be able to figure out like, okay, well today he would be completely fine with mom going to work, but tomorrow there's no way. And that's a really hard schedule to keep in the corporate world. Yeah. Um, so whenever I kind of decided to step out, there's a lot of things kind of leading up to that fact, um, other than that, but that was kind of pretty much the, the decision making factor, um, with a couple of other things that was going on within the company that I work for that I won't share here that way I don't get ugly emails, but um, it just all kind of came together and I decided I needed to leave. But, you know, stepping back from, you know, making the money that I was making at that job, that was hard to give because at the time, whenever I left, I had um, six, no, did I have six? I was pregnant. So I was one, I had one on the way. So I was pregnant with my sixth. And that was a super hard decision to step out of that comfortable salary you know, level and to be able to step into not really knowing what I was going to do. I still had been um, working in the wellness world just as a nutritionist at the time, but that was just, a, I didn't even really consider it a, a uh, this sounds really dumb, but I didn't really consider it a business at the time because I wasn't really seeking people out. They were more coming to me. So people would come to me, they'd say, Hey, I have these issues. Can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I would charge them a little bit or they'd pay by donation or, you know, whatever, because that wasn't my main income. I wasn't really worried about it on a financial level. So I, you know, whenever I ended up going, um, 
kind of out of that job, I decided to start freelancing. And I'll be honest, I had no idea, like less than no idea what I was doing. Like it was really bad at first. Um, it was kind of one of those things that I was like, okay, well, I can do a little bit of this and a little bit of that to be able to make some extra cash. But, you know, it was a, it was a hard lesson for me to be able to even start freelancing. And then when I decided to take that freelance, you know, um, job, quote unquote, and transition that into a business, I fell on my face more times than I can count because I had no idea how to fully run a business because I had never really done it before, even though I'd kind of, you know, done my own thing in the wellness world. I never really run it like a business. I would just give everything to my CPA. They would do whatever, make the magic happen. And, you know, I was good, you know, but it was completely different when you're dealing with, you know, higher dollar amounts and, you know, all these things that, you know, I fell on my face a lot. And I always tell people now, there's two things, there's actually a lot of things, but there's two main things that I, I um, definitely recommend people doing right out of the gate with a business. And one of those is, you know, talking to somebody with legal, whether you have to barter or roll pennies or <laughs> whatever you need to do, go ahead and get somebody for legal. I luckily, you know, didn't end up in any kind of issues, but I was using like legal zoom and all of those, which I found out is a terrible idea. Um, to use a lot of those services. Um, and I never knew that, you know, I was paying the monthly fee and using those all the time. And I actually found that out accidentally and then ran it by my attorney that I had at the time later. Um, but the end, here's the problem with legal zoom, just to kind of sidebar a little bit, but, um, I was, I got a speeding ticket. I have a lead foot. I admit that I got a speeding ticket. I'm sitting in court, um, for speeding ticket <laughs> and all the civil stuff goes ahead of you. Right. So I'm sitting there bored, you know, out of my mind and I'm listening to these people up in front of the judge and they're arguing this contract. And I heard the judge say, um, where did you get this contract made? And they said, well, I got a legal zoom. And the judge said, this is the problem with a lot of those services like that, that unless you're a attorney interpreting or you have attorney interpret that, they're not great services to use. The services should be used to be able to cut down the costs on an attorney writing the full contract. You give it to an attorney to check over, right. but for you to do it yourself, like I was doing it with my non-law you know, law degree, <laughs> you know, to be able to hand these over, that's where a lot of problems end up happening. So, you know, that's one thing. Another thing is hiring a bookkeeper. I was trying to keep my own books. Well, and I use that term loosely. Pretty much I was doing like like checkbook balancing on what I thought I was keeping was books. And then whenever I took it to my, you know, CPA at the end of the year, he's like, what is this? <laughs> you know, what, what is this? And it was really bad. And it cost me so much to go backwards and have him undo and redo a lot of those things. So those are two things that, you know, if I had that to do over, I would have scraped the money together and put it toward that because I would have been money ahead. I spent so much more money having to have stuff redone then I, I would have spent just having it, you know, done to begin with. So, you know, I think a lot of those things that kind of boil together that allow us to really paint our own personal journey, our own personal stories. I think, Ray, you said this, that a lot of people don't realize what's going on beneath the scenes. Like, right. um, and that, that ended up being kind of one of my missions because at the very beginning, I was not good at sharing my full story. I just shared like a lot of people do. And we, I know why people do it like the highlight reel. Oh, I got this, right? Did this. And I, but then I started having people come to me and, you know, they would start to tell me something and they'd say, well, you wouldn't understand because you have it all together. And I'd be like, 
you know, I so didn't have it all together. Like, I mean, it was, I, I am one of those people that I have, you know, I've had a uphill battle. Um, I have, and my life is crazy. It's hectic. It's all the things. And, and that's just the way that it is. My, my life's great. You know, I don't, you know, I have a good life, but it, do I have an easy life? No. And even on the really, you know, great days, my life is crazy. I've got a kid calling because they broke a tooth. Unfortunately, that happened last weekend or yeah, last weekend broke a permanent tooth. I mean, I've always got chaos everywhere. And I kept waiting for this magical moment where the chaos would stop and things would calm down and whatever would, you know, my life would be just easy and, you know, it, it wouldn't be so hard. I wouldn't feel like I was falling on my face every second. But the problem was, Chanel, like you said, I was missing out on the beautiful chaos because there's parts of the chaos of my life that is not good, but there's a lot of parts of it that become these stories that I tell later that, you know, even though at the time I'm like, oh my gosh, are you freaking kidding me? I can't take one more thing today. Later, that becomes something I can talk about. And what I decided for myself was I had these people coming to me that, that they thought my life was like my highlight reel that I was showing people. And I made the decision. I wanted to show the messy parts. I wanted to tell the messy parts. And that was probably the hardest decision that I ever made um, was to tell my messy parts because I got some deep down, dirty, messy parts. I got some messy up on the messy up on the messy. And I can remember the first time that I ever decided to share all the messy. I thought I was going to throw up. Like I literally went to the bathroom because I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up because that that's not how I was raised. I was raised. We don't talk about stuff. You know, I know how, you know, it's just, it went against everything that I felt within me. But at the same time, I had this pool to be able to go ahead and do it anyway. Um, and I wanted to be able to show up as that person that I really needed to see whenever I was going through all this stuff. Cause I kept looking at all these people thinking, God, they got it all together. But when that one woman came and said that to me, that you wouldn't understand because you have it all together. I thought I am not showing up as authentic because if she thinks I have it all together, <laughs> I'm going to invite her into my house where half the time it is like completely crazy, like completely crazy. And I wanted to be able to be that person that allowed that, that person to think that I, I don't need to quit. I don't need to stop. I can do it anyway. Is it going to be perfect? No. Is it going to be, you know, this pretty picture all the time? Absolutely not. Am I always going to have it together? You know, no. You know, am I going to make all great decisions? No. But at the end of it, my goal is to be able to show them that it can still be beautiful. It can still be successful. It can still be all the things that they want it to be with all the messy stuff all mixed together because we all have our messy you know, we all have our messy parts. We all have our messy stuff. And, you know, I always say, you know, our own flavor of chaos is a little bit different, but it's still chaos. Chaos is chaos. Stress is stress. Messy is messy. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's, I think that's why I'm so passionate about this personal branding conversation, because it was literally something that was bubbling up inside of me for so long that I didn't want to wear this mask of perfection. And it was a mask. I put it on every single day. Boop, I got it together. I can help you out, you know. And really, you know, I'm the one that's, you know, putting my mascara back on because I've been crying before I go into the meeting. You know, it's just, I decided to go ahead and show up as that person all the time that said, I just cried before I went in the meeting because today is hard because you're going to have those days. And I made a post, I don't know if you all ended up seeing it, um, but I made this post the other day that I just felt led to write that, you know, a lot of times we measure the the idea of success by the what comes out on the other side. 
you know, that we, that it's more money and it's the titles and it's the whatever. And I've had those things, you know, and I didn't feel successful during those times. I I still felt miserable. Um, And what I found just kind of in my own journey is that for me anyway, my definition of success is found in the middle. It's in those days that were super hard and I got up and I went on anyway. You know, it was those days where I second guessed myself and wasn't sure that I could even do it, but I did. You know, it was the times that I failed and I fell on my face and made decisions that I looked back and was like, well, that was really stupid. Um, But I just got back up and decided to make another decision and another decision. For me, that's success. Um, And, you know, everybody's going to define their own version of it and that's the way that it should be. But for me, the way to do that is that personal branding, to be able to show up just the way that I am. And not everybody's going to like that. And people don't like that. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are probably like, she's completely insane. I don't want nothing to do with her. But, you know, that's not my people. And I think for a lot of businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs, and a lot of people, we have to kind of come to that realization in our own time frame. But not everybody's your customer. Not everybody's your client. Not everybody's your people. Not everybody's your tribe. And the only ways, way that we really figure out who those people are is to really be ourselves. Yeah. And that can be the hard part. It, it It is the hard part. Like, I'm not, so I'm on social media, but I have been passive on social media for a long time. But for my business, most of my clients, ironically, do come from social media. And I was doing really well. And this woman was like, yeah, me and my husband, we love your pitch. It's A1. You got me on the phone. I set the appointment. But I have one serious question. And I was like, okay. She's like, who are you? And I was like, Maybe she has a hmm. touch of Alzheimer's. So I was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I was, be funny. I was like, what does she mean? Who am I? Who do you think? You- Check your calendar. My, my name is my email. What does she mean, right? And so it felt like an attack. Because I was like, what does she mean who I yeah, am? Yeah. But when I went back and I looked at what I was putting out, it was very, I'm a knowledge broker, right? So I'll spend wheels around you about, you know, yep. three ways that you can ins- like overcome sales objections or what to how to get from stuck to started, you know, in your daily routine or, you know, how you can pinpoint what you're doing that is turning potential clients off. Like I could do that all day, every day. And so if you go on my Instagram, there's dozens of uh, carousels with this kind of information. Awesome content. Right. But it's flat. It has no personality. So it's pretty because I did it in Canva, right? And I specially picked out the hex codes to make sure the colors align with each other. It looks great, but this is a safe space. It sucks, right? Because it doesn't say anything about me and people can't hear my voice. And I'm like all about the inflections in the voice. I do a lot of public speaking. So people will be drawn into me because I do create an environment and like understanding with how I speak. And so when she said that, she was just like, I'm going to be honest with you. I looked at Instagram and who you are and who that page is are so different. Like, I don't know that we can work together because I just don't understand who you are. And I was like, you know, whatever. I don't want to work with you anyway, right? (laughs) 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 I did not say that to her, okay? I want to be clear. But that's how I felt. I felt like it was an attack. And of course it was an attack, right? Because... She said, to, and you know what? She said to me what needed to be said. And had she have not said that, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. But she, you know, it, it hurt. And so for a long time, I didn't post. And what people don't know is that I have two Instagrams. I have Chanel CR, which is my business page. And I have Hello Chanel Rose. 
And so originally they were supposed to be to separate the business from the person. Cause I'm, again, I'm very intentional who I am at work, not who I am at home. But in this 2021 generation Z driven world, they're the same thing, right? Like your business and your person are synonymous. And so I have since started posting about like small things. Like I, you guys can't see this and I don't care. I'll show you. So I tried to dye my hair. Sorry, Ray. But my roots are still dark because the dye didn't take, okay? And so on Sunday, I posted me doing this, right? I did not know that people would be, have such strong feelings about dyeing my hair. Like, why do y'all care? It did not, <laughs> like, I, it, not in a mean way, but I mean, like, such a fury. Like, I don't think I've ever gotten so many DMs about anything in my life. Like, literally, <laughs> over 100 DMs. I was like, this is not real. <laughs> like, I can't even believe y'all, right? But the point is, it, after that, right, people were then starting to engage and they went on my page and started like liking different things. And I actually set up an appointment. I was like, you trust me? I can't even dye my hair, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, if anybody's trying to figure out like how to develop their personal brand, just being honest. And it, I'll see, I'll send you guys the videos of me. I look insane. Like this part of my hair is braided and I like go through the process to show people and I fail. It should not look like this, but I don't care. I like, it is what it is. I'm not a cosmetologist. I wanted to, but it probably wouldn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but I'm a shoe straight from the hip kind of girl. And now I know not to do it again. But the point is, like Maria was saying, like people see this pretty package and people always say, when I tell them, I don't want to be on camera, like, but you're so pretty. It's like, I never said I was ugly. I just said I want to be on camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all the time, people just, I think the more I open up and I tell people like, I just, I don't know. It's just, I don't hate being on camera. I just, I don't know. I could just be doing something else. But I have learned that I can't reach people and the way they deserve to be right. read. And you know, my whole business is designed around online courses. And so I'm constantly getting people to create educational collateral, constantly getting people to stop exchanging time for money, right? And right. so I cannot stand on that belief and trust in that belief and then be a fraud, right? Because essentially I was a fraud. When a woman asked me who I was, she was correct, right? I wasn't a fraud in the sense of like defrauding people, but the carpet didn't match the drapes. So people cannot yep. look at me and say, you know, first of all, I have, there were no pictures of me for the most part. So people didn't even know what I looked like, right? It's just a, that dynamic and finding that balance. And I, you know, I have people who are on Instagram watching, like, if your business is not making money, start talking to people about yourself, right? Tell people I got up at 5 a.m., I'm at the store, right? Come say hello. It sounds cheesy, you know, but people want to know that they are invited and that they matter. And the thing I teach all the time is like community building. Right. So maybe you don't want to create a personal brand, but how do you build a community? What do you like? What communities are you a part of? You know, Maria's a mom. You have been on. A, I think you said you worked in the stock market and like you have so many degrees and you have this massive brain. It also does marathons. Right. Those are communities that you're a part of. You're a New Yorker. Manufacturing. Oh, yeah. Like hundred billion people who love New York. Right. So like you have all these common spaces and maybe you don't know how to get people interested in your business. But if you started to like New Yorkers who love the Yankees and are from Harlem group, I don't know if that's a thing. Don't I don't want to fight. But I'm a Mets. I'm a Mets fan. I'm gonna say that right now. That's all right. I come in peace. Um, <laughs> but, like, you build a community yes, and, and 
Yes, no. and it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm not trying to start any rules. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. no, no. But again, if you start uh, whatever you just said, a Mets group who's from Harlem who also <laughs> used to be a Yankees fan or whatever, right? Like, I don't even think about sports. <laughs> <laughs> I like baseball. I, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm a Sox fan. I'm from the south side of Chicago. That's it. That's all I got. Um, but you get people engaged. So people will join your Mets, Yankees, Sox, Bulls, whatever, Buckeyes group, right? And you can, can and then you can start to talk to people about the different things that they like. And so if you're not sure how to get people invested in your business, you can get them into your community. And that's like much closer than trying to like be you know, inauthentic by putting a bunch of carousels up. So I post about working out. I don't love it. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me somewhere else. I'll tell you how much I don't love it. I actually roll my eyes at the coach. And some days I record myself, posted it, and I roll my eyes at him. And I told him today, I'm going to start rolling my eyes at you. I roll my eyes at you every day. And I do. <laughs> I watch the videos. I'm like, Chanel, you're so rude. Like, why do you keep rolling your ass But I do, right? But I post it so people don't think that, yeah, you get this 30 second reel where I'm like killing it. No, half the time I'm rolling around on the floor and I'm rolling my eyes and I'm like, what? I don't want to do this. Right. And I'm objectionable because that's my personality. But it's gotten me so much fun. I am. I object to things all the time. I can't help myself. But the point is. Wait, wait. but that's different than being objectionable. Like maybe um, you object. But yeah. objectionable. I mean, it's not a situation. It's like it? I pay to work out because I, I want to be in the best health of my life. I get up at four forty-five on my own. I go to the gym. He creates the workouts to help me achieve my goals, and then I and then I object. Like you know, actually, I get exactly what I pay for. Actually, I'm, I'm, I, I actually can relate to that. <laughs> I actually relate to that. I really can. Wait, I'm gonna show you my shirt. <laughs> Well, and I think that goes right you back. Everybody has, everybody has their different things, right. though. They're right. di they're different things. Right. The things that somehow it's like, okay, well, I like this, but the next person hates it. You know, hundred oh, percent. And then I think that that ends up being kind of one of those things that goes back to our personal brand because we can relate to other people that are in the same boat as us. Yeah. You know that you know this person may love it. This person may hate it. Well, if I hate it too, I'm coming over here with you. Right. <laughs> it's completely it. right. Like your, vi uh, yeah. your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. It and, and it's okay to say birds of a feather flock together. And like you're working together because you have these similarities where you resonate. That's not an isolate. No one else can come in. It's just saying, wow. Hey, for where we're going and for our goals, let's work together. Cause we're pushy self push, push each other to be better. I was you like, know. I hate running. I, I absolutely it. hate running. But you I was like a trainer. I was a personal yeah. trainer and I hated to run. I would run with my clients by force. But the rest of the time, if I'm running, something's chasing me and you better run too, because I do not like running. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> and I don't anymore. And honestly, that's kind of the beauty, even in the wellness part of things. I don't do that. I do yoga. I teach other things. And, you know, I think that goes right back to, I can be who I truly am. I can say I like to be healthy and I hate to run. I don't have to run. I can do some other things. Nobody yeah. says I have to run. But you know, somebody else like Angela loves to run. My sister no, loves to no, run. No, no, no. My sister clear, loves to run. You don't love to run? You don't love I to run? I thought she loved to run until just I now. So too. <laughs> you guys, why do you do I'm on, I'm on Team USA for Aqua Bike. That's but swim and it, bike. 
But uh, I don't think because you're running. Don't you realize was doing a triathlon? So, triathlon, and I do. I do triathlons, but I'm not fast in the run. But do you <laughs> like it? Um, I like it when there's a soccer ball involved. I love to chase a soccer ball, but I don't I, love I like running. Yeah. Like I don't love, there are people who are runners who love running. Yeah. I run I because it. it's the third part of a triathlon and I'm, I'm above average, but I'm not elite. Now my swim and my bike, I kind of like own those, but the run to be clear, that's not my favorite part either. So no, it's all I right. It. It's all no. good. No, I hate unless it. There's a, unless there's a soccer ball or somebody's life on the line. Yeah, that's about it. I will run to save somebody's life. That's about I it. Will, I do it because it's <laughs> part of the sport. It. Yeah. It's healthy. Like I see the benefit for it for my body. Don't get me wrong, but I don't love the way some people truly love running. No. So well, I think that's what it is. I'm too short. God made me five feet tall. I wasn't supposed to be an athlete. It just wasn't for me. Like God knew. So I work out to get myself healthy, and that's just going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. I, ju I just want to say Simone Biles is like, what, 4'10? 4'11, 4 exactly. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, so you don't, you don't get a pass for being five. She's not a runner. No, but she, you, would be, have, too now. you would be hard pressed to say that she's not an athlete, though. Exactly. Oh, why are you starting? Oh, wow. <laughs> me. Listen. <laughs> don't put me in no <laughs> trouble. You don't know who's watching. Let's be very clear. I am not an athlete. I immediately I started this by saying, I am not an athlete. God knew. There's nothing. I'm coordinating. Do y'all see this behind me? This right here is supposed to be a chair. Let's see, can y'all see the chair? Yes, there it is. Okay. Wow. I can't figure out how to put the legs on the chair. And this is not my wheelhouse. It's not my is that, ministry. Is that an Ikea chair? I just want to... No, ask. it's Amazon. And it's going to sit there because somebody can put it together. It's I'll just, come I'll come I'm, to Chicago right. and put it together I'm not, for you. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not coming. I'm not running to Chicago to put that together. I'll, I'll, I'll come to Chicago. The point is that my brain doesn't process things like that in order to be an athlete. Your brain processes things differently. The trainer will tell me to do something, and I'll stare at him and be like, can you do it again? Like, it's just not for me. Well, <laughs> it's just not for me. Well, it, okay. You're right. But, but it, I mean, okay, I, I played ball. I, I was an athlete. So when, when, you, when you're in that zone, you think differently. You know, everything sure. is different about what, what you what, – and Angela can relate to that. Everything is different about what you do. Yeah. And when, when you get to that point where – I won't say you've mastered it, but you're, but you're there. You're in that zone. Everything is slow. Everything slows down. And it's amazing because, okay, I used to do something very stupid. I'll admit this now. Um, when, I, when, I, when I was playing ball and I used to – I was a running back about 150 pounds ago. Um, so when I, when I used to run past people or run through defenses, I used to wave at people because I knew they weren't going to catch me. Okay? It's like I used to just wave and say, bye, I'm gone. You know, Hit the sideline, boom, I'm out. But ego. In, in, yeah, ego. But I, I listen. You get your comeuppance, right? Because one one game in college, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought I could outrun this defensive end that was about six three, six four, and I'm five seven. Uh, I was, my playing weight was about one hundred eighty pounds, and I outran him to the outside. I was like, oh, I thought I did, but he caught an angle on me and knocked me from the sideline over the fence to the concrete. That was my last game. Okay, oh. so yeah, so that it comes back. Karma, karma is 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 beautiful. Because she'll show you, she'll show you what you did wrong. Oh yeah, and I, and it's in business and in life. But so, 
appreciate. Because I, I hate that guy now. Whatever he, wherever he is, I, I won't say what I'd like to. I hate that guy. This is the second conversation I've had today where someone strongly hated someone more than a decade ago. And I'm always like, okay, I'm here to be supportive, but perhaps we should let this go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I guess time to let it go. Just breathe. Right. I like that though. Like some like whatever my clients are athletes, I'm like, oh god. Like they can keep pace with me because I'm high energy, but also sometimes I'm just like, how long I'm gonna be mad because I said that it wasn't good enough. Like, do we get to move past this? <laughs> so <laughs> okay, this is not a psychotherapy session. <laughs> but you know, when, you brought when, up when karma. You, when, uh, you're right, but but when when you're so used to doing something and it doesn't go in that in in that direction. It eats at you, you know, it, it does. And, and relating it to business, you know, listen, you can figure out a system for yourself because you need to do that. But when it doesn't go right, man, and, and I'm, I, I fault myself because I eat, I, it eats away at me. Like I'll sit up literally. And I did this last week. I'll sit up for 24 hours thinking about something. I won't go to sleep. Like I'll sit in the chair, turn off the TV. It's me and a light and I'll do some reading. And it's like three or four in the morning is that I'm not going to sleep. I, I need to think this thing through and literally take the time and think this thing through whatever, whatever it is and come up with a decision by seven, eight in the morning. Okay. I'm good to go. I'm tired. Yeah, that's as hell. when I go for a run. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm tired as hell, but I'll go work out. You know, that, that's, yep. I follow the rock. Clarity. It gives, yep. it gives you clarity. Exactly. Yeah. You get all that energy. I sleep up. too. I'm sitting going, I can sit up all night like that. Things that keep so, me up at night, the I thing, don't want to eliminate. The thing is with exercise though, um, it triggers your endorphins. It focuses, like it forces you to focus your breathing. I'm sure your trainer has said, right? Focus on your breathing as you're coming in and out and in and making sure that those muscles are working correctly. Right. And so, Sometimes if you're already an athlete and if you've got those brain twiggling around trying to work on a problem or something, it puts you back into that zone where things slow down. Like you were saying earlier, Ray, like you're in that zone and that helps your body tune out the noise so you can yeah. truly focus in. Even though your body's going through this motion, your brain is able to find that clarity. And for me, that that's a, a moment of peace. I hope I, I like to be outside when I do that. So <clears throat> I hope I get there. Um, I'm not there. I work out. <laughs> and all I think about when I'm working out is working out. <laughs> like, I'm oh, just no. like, how many more minutes? But I do, and I do journal. So my journal is always like a journal. Good. When yep. like stressing me out, I'll like pull out this journal and mm -hmm. whatever. If something is bothering me and I'm like, I can't focus, I'll take the time no matter what I'm doing to journal because that'll like, it'll give me the thing that exercising gives you. Um, I don't know if God gave me that either. That whole, it makes me aligned and focused thing. I don't know. That that yeah. Happened. But have you tried all the exercises? I tried it though. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like there's, like I said, I hate to, I love to exercise. Yeah. I love weightlifting. I love yoga. There's like, I do yoga every single day. I work out. I love to work out. That's my happy zone. But as far as like running, nope. You know, and there's some other exercises. Nope. I just don't do those. You know, yeah. you know, you don't have to do the, the things that are making you miserable. Look and see what muscle group size work and find something else and try it because there it's, may be something else it, you like. It's not them. It's me. Mm -hmm. I think it, it just had, I, I didn't grow up working out. And so 
when we talk about like, I want to be in the best health of my life. Like I'm on this journey. Like, yes, it's about weight loss, but it's really about the highest quality of life. And so yep. I have realized that having a great business and then I got sick. And so earlier this year, I couldn't run my business. I didn't have a staff. And so for months, my business was basically generating revenue, but dormant, right? It, it had no growth. It had no scaling. And so it got me really serious about like, okay, if, I, if I'm going to hire people, if I'm going to be accountable for helping people fulfill their dreams, if I'm passionate about courses and educational collateral and all these things, I cannot be unhealthy. Like this is just a non-negotiable. I didn't know I was unhealthy until my, like I became in crisis and had to deal with it. And so I joke about not liking working out. I actually really love my coach because I roll my eyes at him and he ignores me, right? So like, yeah. And so I, I do, and I love the community of people that I work out with. They inspire me. They're super high performing professionals. They are, you know, lovers of Chicago like I am. They're proud of the work that they do. And so it's a great group of people who keep me motivated. So I get up and go sometimes just to hang out with them, right? And we work out and they push me. Um, I joke about not liking working out. It's just not... It's new to me. So I've worked out, I'm not. I've worked out, I'm not. And so this time, it's a, I'm probably going to have to work out for everything. So I need to settle in. Um, but I'm not going down out of fight. Because, like, working out, it hurts. Like, lifting the heavy weights, it hurts. And, like, my, I get blisters on my hands and they're ugly. And I don't like that. And I can't get my nails done because they'll get messed up. Like, it's all superficial things. <laughs> you start at this. <laughs> like, and I have to do my hair. Like, you know, all these things that Ray does not want me to complain about. But a lot of it is Listen, listen hey, you can complain about it. But, it, but you know, something, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Find your zone. Find your zone because you you may be doing things that may be incongruous with your body. You may be doing things that are that, that just don't sit right with you. And like Maria said, you know, there are different exercises that you can do that will help you. And it's not always about lifting heavy weights. It's not always some, sometimes, honestly, because I had some back troubles. Maria knows I had back trouble like early part of this year. Right. And for me to get back in the gym, is there a period of time that I just wasn't working out? I couldn't. I couldn't even walk. It was it was bad. But sometimes you get into the gym and I, with no weights, just the form, just working the form of a machine helps. Yeah, you know. And, well, I know we. Have, I want to make sure I say this. The coach is great. The gym is great. <laughs> I am just a crappy patty. So keep going. But I want to be very clear because he'll probably watch it. <laughs> Not a knock on him. This is a Chanel thing. This is a Chanel thing. <laughs> it's not a him thing. He's excellent. Hire him. He's helped me a lot. Go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. I'm I, I, that's all right. I'm, I'm just gonna say to you. Listen, find you, you can find your zone. It's there, but yeah, you, you got you got to go after it. I know. With a passion. So we're at we're at the end of our hour. Okay. And today today was about how we were gonna take our lessons and apply them right our personalized versions and use that as part of our branding for our businesses. So I guess I'd like to just do a round table really quickly and sort of ask what is the number one hobby or side interest that you've taken that you have used to brand in your business? Maria. Oh my God, number one. I don't know. That's yes. too much pressure. I know. Um, well, I, like I said, I do a lot with sustainability and wellness, but does that count since I technically have another business in that? You made the rules, no. so I'm not really sure. No. Dang nope. it. 
That's, All right. Counts. Well, then it parenting. Counts. Okay. Well, okay. Well, then I guess just my struggles with with parenting and having, especially an autistic child, large family. For those that don't, I have seven kids, so that usually is enough to stop people to go, "What? What's wrong with you?" So I guess that we'll go with that. Chanel. Uh, well, now working out, travel is one that is a hobby yes. keeps people engaged a lot. Outside of me, mm -hmm. bed dyeing my hair, so travel. Okay. <laughs> Right. I guess it's my turn. Uh, for me, it's 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 going back to my first love. Football. Um, Football. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my first. Oh, love. I thought it was a woman. I was like, what? No. I, 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 I have cheated on girlfriends with my first love. <laughs> I I have um, I have I have told girlfriends that they're not enough because of my first love, and uh, I have lost relationships because of my first love. It, it just that's just the way it is. Well. What, what, what about you, Angela? Um, so I, I think it's, it's all about, I like to draw a lot of my analogies from nature and the hiking and the outdoors and even the sport and the music that I choose. It's because of the outdoor and the lessons and the learning that we get from, from nature. So, Love it. which is why my website is Strength in Nature. I like it. So, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Good stuff. All right. Well, we will be back again next week at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Same place. Same people. Hopefully, y'all better be here. Don't forget, I, be here. I may not be here next week. Oh, okay. That's fine. Well, as long as I know. So almost all the same people, minus Angela. And what'd you say, Ray? I said, don't forget to catch us on Roku, ISATV. Yes. Not fun. Absolutely. And see you all next week. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.